Let me tell you what I did to Phil Cronenberg. Uh, eh, so long ago. What happened was, well, we were sitting in Mr. Rose's chemistry class, and I just couldn't get the hang of it. Uh, I just couldn't get it. Uh. So I made a cheat sheet up. Put it between my legs. And during the chemistry test, I snuck a peek at it. Let me see here. E equals MC squared. Uh-huh. That's when Phil jumped up and said, Mr. Rose, Nino's cheating! And he came over and yanked me out of the chair and grabbed that cheat sheet and said, My God, come on! That's it! We're going down to Mr. Woodman's office right now! So they dragged me before the great ghost, as we called the principal, by the ear, no less. Back in those days, you didn't have to worry about it. They'd backhand you with a ruler and nobody'd say nothing. Your parents would be like, good, you deserved it. He should have hit you twice. And they suspended me for a year. All because Phil Cronenberg blew the whistle on me. Well, like the Chinese say, revenge is the dish best served cold. I resolved that one day I'd get even. And I waited so that there could be no suspecting me. I waited till he long forgot that incident. I waited till we grew up, till we got out of high school, till we got out of college, till we were productive married people with families. Then! All those years I'd been going to the library. Anytime a new magazine came out, I yanked out that... that card where you could subscribe to the magazine. And I followed Cronenberg in the Alumni Digest so I could see where he lived. And then on that given date, 10 years after graduation... I ordered subscriptions to 372 magazines. The post office was clutching about it. Hey, Cronenberg, what do you got time to read all these? I never heard of some of these magazines. What is this? Uganda Today, anyway. You read that? And it got so they couldn't put a... All the stuff in his mail by the end of these big sacks of mail. He's getting a wrench in his back trying to drag all that mail in there. And just when he's trying to figure out how to cancel all those subscriptions and people are writing him angry letters, you subscribe to this magazine. We have here a copy of you. That's what they called the electric company and turned off the juice. I waited till Friday night, about 4.50. I'd stake out his place and I saw cars showing up, so obviously he's having a party. About 4.50, call a power party. Yeah, it's Phil Cronenberg, huh? Yeah, we're going on vacation for a couple of months. Go ahead and turn off our power. No, don't turn it off of the box. at the pole. Yeah. Have a guy come out there and undo it, all right? The neighbor kid, I'm afraid they're, they're siphoning off our juice. Yeah, have them shut it down. So I giggle as the truck shows up. Party's going full speed ahead. Woof. Lights go up. Record player. He's on the horn to the power company. Hey, it's Phil Cronenberg. I'm sorry. Our offices are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 p.m. Please call back. He's like, yeah, people, hey, what kind of party you throwing, Cronenberg? I'm Schmitz from the pits here. 98 degrees. Where's the air conditioner? I'm leaving. Phil's wife is like, Phil, I just talked to the emergency number of the power company. They say you turned off the power. Is this your idea of a joke? I knew you never liked the people that I work with, Phil. I knew you never liked them. Phil's like, no, I didn't turn them off. I didn't turn them off. I don't know what you haven't been the same lately. Then, of course, I turned off the water. And I was hoping that he went to Benny's Burrito Barn and laid a hideous intestinal sculpture. Now I gotta wait till Monday to come back to flush that bad boy down there. Eh? God, it was sweet. I was forever turning off his phone. Hey, yeah, phone company? Right, Cronenberg, yeah. Out on Ludlow Lane. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm going out of town on business. Would you turn, disconnect my service, please? No, you can give the number to somebody else. Right. 
Yeah. I'll be using the number. I know you're getting short on numbers, right? Fax machines, all that cellular phone stuff. Yeah. Yeah, give my number to somebody else. So even when he got his phone turned back on again, he had to call everybody he ever met and say, yeah, my new number. I don't know. Somehow my phone got turned off. And every time, you know, they turn it back on, I'd wait a week and call it back. Hey, it's Cronenberg. You always get a different operator. Turn off my phone. One day I had a load of gravel delivered. Yeah, I called his construction company. Yeah, I need some gravel. How much? Three tons. Well, we're redoing the driveway. Just dump it on the lawn. The guys are coming out. Yeah, a bunch of migrant workers. They're going to spread it out. Three tons of gravel. Poof. On his lawn. He comes home from work. His wife is like, Bill, what's with the gravel? I don't know what's with the gravel. The truck came back to put the gravel. What do I know from the gravel? I'd call gay escort services and give them the neighbor's address. So some guy looking obviously light the loafers would show up at the next door neighbor's house saying, Hi, I'm here to see Phil. Phil Cronenberg? Then they'd be like, No, he don't live here. He's next door. And they'd watch as the dip would go next door and say, Hey, honey, you know, I guess who just came here looking for Phil? Yeah. <laughs> Some turd burglar was here just looking for Phil Cronenberg. I think he sees, I think he switched hitting on his wife. So got the neighbors gossiping about him. Then, I'd start having his car towed. You know, he can call any towing service. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know the 1967 fish came at the corner of 4th and Elmont? Yeah, it's not running. Tow it down to your place, would you? I'll see you in a couple of days. We'll square away. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with it. Take it down there and I'll meet you. These guys should show up. Let me see. 4th and Elmont. Ah, there's the Biscayne. They'd tow his car down here. Take him weeks to find that thing. When he finally did find it, they were charging him $25 a day storage fee. He'd get it back, I'd have it towed again. He'd be afraid to leave his car. If he didn't park in the garage at night, he'd be terrified. I mean, it was funny to see him at work. He'd have the club on there. Danger, radiation, do not move this car. Signed, Phil Cronenberg. They'd tow it anyway. You think those guys drive the trucks, read that? They just tow it anyway. He had a Hawaiian vacation. His whole life he wanted to go to Hawaii. I call up the airline. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello, is this Air Florida? Yeah. It's Phil Cronenberg. Cancel my ticket. Can you send me a refund on that? Right, I know the flight is booked, but uh, we just had a change of plan. Right, okay, yeah. You credit my uh, my American Express, okay. Sure enough, he and his wife, they show up at the airport. They're hating life. They fought traffic all the way. And now, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Goldenberg, uh, we don't have any reservations for you. Apparently, you called up and canceled your tickets. His wife is like, that's it, Bill, that's it. Uh, finally, I mean, he paid through the teeth, uh, and he still... Finally, after a six-hour delay at the airport, they get to Hawaii. That's when I sent a telegram to his work. I said, yeah. Sent a telegram to his boss. Dear boss, I'm quitting. Decided to make a life for myself in Hawaii. Screw you. Hated you. By the way, I nailed your wife last Christmas party. So, the boss, of course, terminated his position. I also, uh, sent a telegram to where he lived. Rented the house. His landlord. Yes, sir. Phil Cronenberg decided to make a life for myself and family in Hawaii. Please rent the place to somebody else and sell all my furniture. Thank you. Oh, by the way, keep the security department. He comes back from Hawaii. There's a strange man in boxer shorts that answers his own front door. After all the chaos and confusion, he shows up at work and the boss man takes a swing at him. And he realizes he doesn't have a job. His wife, who thinks he's losing his mind, leaves him, and the children won't speak to him. 
He goes directly to the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. And cracks his skull on a barge, passing underneath. Dead. Revenge! Revenge! Sweet. But even that wasn't enough. Even that wasn't enough. I read the paper and I waited till his funeral rolled round. And I dressed in a black suit. And I waited till all the mourners. Oh, I don't know what happened. You know, he lost his mind there at the end. I don't know what's wrong with Phil. He seemed like such a nice guy. And then, the, you know, the magazine, and he was turning his power on and off. And a true, a true neurosis in progress. His family didn't know what to do. His wife was shattered by the whole thing. And he's dead. I don't know. I just, this is terrible American tragedy. I waited till everybody was otherwise occupied. And I walked over to my last respects. I looked around. There was nobody else in the room. So... <clears throat> And then I made a beeline for the door. I'll never forget the stunned mortician looking at all the all the mourners. He said, "Hey, who hocked a lunger on the stiff?" Oh no! The-